0: That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Godet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and we'll discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. I'm your host, Leslie. I'm excited to continue my gratitude series with my next guest, Alisa Fucci. Alisa is a speaker, book author, podcaster, relationship life coach, and breathwork facilitator. Through coaching and breathwork, Alisa helps women entrepreneurs let go of limiting beliefs negative thought patterns and emotional baggage so they can be successful without sabotaging their personal relationships. I absolutely love what she does. So I just want to get this conversation going. Welcome, Elisa. I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. Hello, Leslie. I'm like, we are so familiar with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. And I can't wait to dive in a little bit more about that. So, but before we get started, Tell us just a little bit about you, what you do, a little bit about your life, what you do, and then we'll dive into today's topic, which is gratitude. Awesome. Yeah, I would love to. Again, my name is Elisa Fucci, and a way to remember
1: my last name, it's like Gucci with an F. I always tell people I'm the knockoff of Gucci. (laughs) And yes, that's Italian. I am from Argentina, but grew up in Utah. I came to the U.S. when I was 12 years old, being here. 27 years. So that's where my accent is from. I have been married twice to the same men. <laughs> we were married for 11 years, divorced for three, and we got remarried about almost three years ago in December, actually December 31st at midnight. So actually January 1st, it'll be three years. All together, we've been together for 21 years. We have two amazing children, 19 and 13 years old, and I am the seventh of nine kids. I'm the youngest girl. So I have always been the caretaker, like the one that fixes everything, the one that's in charge of bringing peace into the home. So it, it, made sense that I became a life coach after everything I went through, after my relationship struggles and going to therapy and marriage counseling, and that didn't work for us twice. So I found life coaching and I was blown away about like with just how much power I was able to acquire. And, and it allowed me to be in charge of my relationship instead of being the victim of what my husband did or didn't do. I became in control of what I wanted from the relationship. And I stopped being the victim, And which I was an amazing <laughs> actress being the victim in my life. And I decided to just Be the co-creator with God of my life, my relationship, and my family. And it has been amazing. It has not been easy. No, having all the tools, guys, just makes life easier not easy. (laughs) Okay. So it just has been an amazing experience just to be able to apply all the tools that I teach my clients into my own relationship. And now I do breath work, which has, I mean, 10X my life and allowed me to have a, a, a better life and a better relationship with myself, with my body. Ooh, that has been an amazing change. And so I incorporate that with my coaching because I think it's a great tool to incorporate instead of trying to fight the body (laughs) and trying to convince the body of all these new mindset tools, you work with the body by using the breath to let go. So then all those tools that you learn just... Are so much easier, and and it's just and and your body goes with it instead of fighting you. So
0: that's kind of a little bit about myself. Yeah, I love that, and I I really do love what you do because I really feel, especially when you think about it. Sometimes when we're really tense, we don't even know that we're holding our breath, and just mm-hmm. like letting that go, it just feels so good. There's been moments, even you know, I let out a sigh. Not knowing why there was nothing, there was no reason for it, but it felt really good. And my husband will say, Well, what's wrong? And I'll say, Nothing's wrong. I just sighed, you know, but it felt really super good. Like it felt like my body was releasing something and it just felt really good in the moment. So it, I it do really does. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It actually sends a signal
1: to your brain that it is okay. Oh, okay, let go. It, it sighing, that's why you do it because it in and, and it. Tells your brain, I'm okay. I am safe. (gasps) Okay. Finally, I can let go. So it's good. Yeah. If you're feeling like that, just do three in a row, just intentional sighs where you're like just really pushing out the breath and then like make an audible exhale, an audible sigh. That can really help you rebalance your nervous system and calm your body.
0: Yeah. I love that. So, Let's talk gratitude because that's the topic of the day. So in your experience, what are some effective ways to shift our focus from negativity or scarcity towards gratitude and abundance? The second part to that. So I don't know if you want me to ask this in two parts, but you know, shifting our, our away from negativity and scarcity towards gratitude and abundance. And then how can we integrate that into mindset shifts that we do daily? Yeah, that's such a great question, Leslie. So I w- as I was
1: like preparing for this, I, r- I was like, okay, what do I do? What has helped me? What has helped my clients? And I made a list. And I want you guys that are listening to just pick whatever stands out to you. You don't have to do all of them. I, I would recommend that you pick one and try it and see if that is what what stands out, like what helps you. But again, whatever I say, it doesn't mean it's right. It's just my opinion. It's my experience. It's my expertise. It doesn't mean it's your way, okay? Just throwing it out there. For me, prayer, hello, (laughs) prayer has been a huge part of shifting my mindset, knowing that there's a higher power and that leads to knowing that this life is not everything, that this life is just not even the beginning. It's like a dot in our eternal perspective. So that helps for me because when you pray, you are just letting go of yourself, letting go of what you're facing now and just realizing that there's bigger things. So it gets you out of the moment, out of the present and into bigger, brighter things. Okay. That might be one thing. It doesn't work all the time for me. Okay. And sometimes when I'm not in gratitude mode and I'm in negative mode, I don't want to pray. So just know that that's okay. Doing a brain dump. I have my clients do this in the morning and at night throughout the whole time they are being coached with me because it is an excellent practice. It is a way to get all your thoughts and feelings on a piece of paper so then you can actually see them for what they are. They're all made up and they're all self-inflicted and you gain control over them. People that journal or do brain dumps have a higher statistics show that, and and studies show that, that they are more likely to be happier and more successful in their lives. So, I mean, don't believe me, go to the research, right? (laughs) If you want, and you'll know that like, just in what I call a brain dump is setting up a timer and five minutes is okay, but I don't think it's enough if you're like being negative, you need more than five minutes. I know. (laughs) So set up a timer and make sure you put your phone on. Do not disturb. Make sure that you're not uh, going to be bothered for those 10 minutes and you grab a piece of paper, pen, or you can do it on your phone. I've done it on my phone but I think it's better when you do it on paper and pen because you're actually allowing the the thoughts to go through from the head to your shoulder, through your arm, out of your fingertips, and outside of you. I don't know. I think there's something to it that makes that that is more powerful than just moving your fingers, <laughs> your thumbs, uh, back and forth on your phone. Okay, so. You set up a timer, 10 minutes, pen, paper, and you just start dumping. Like, just write anything. How do you feel? What do you think? What is your brain screaming right now? Don't judge yourself, okay? Just write. Don't stop until that timer has gone off. Whatever it is. Oh, I think my husband should be doing this. I think this is not fair. I feel horrible. And I, like, whatever comes up, just write it down. Okay, And I like to do it in the morning and afternoon because sometimes we have bad dreams. Sometimes our dreams, like our brains cannot process our emotions from the day before at night, which is what we're supposed to do. Our bodies are supposed to process everything and sometimes we don't. So in order for us to have a successful day, it's important to start from scratch and not carry on what we dreamt about like just recent, like just yesterday, I had a horrible, I kept having nightmares and I think it was a pizza I had, <laughs> but like I kept having nightmares and it is just, it, it, I did breath work to, for me, which is my next thing that I want to recommend, but like some people don't have anything. So she's putting down like on a piece of paper and then you can take a, a step further, which is what I do with my clients, which is like, okay, pick a feeling, Pick a sentence in there that you want to work on. That you want to that you want to kind of break it down. Is this real? Do I really want to feel this way? Do I really want to think that? You can go deeper into that, but for just getting out of negativity and scarcity and starting to integrate that, just doing that alone will help you. Okay, affirmations are amazing. Affirmations where what kept me alive (laughs) during my three years of divorce, oh my gosh, there's a great book that I highly recommend. And I'm going to look it up and I cannot remember, but for now, okay, I'm going to just go over some affirmations that I like from Louise Hay, and you can look her up on YouTube. You can buy her books. She has amazing affirmations. But these are some of my favorites that help me get out of negativity and be more positive and more grateful for the experience I'm going. One of them is, out of the situation, only good will come. This is easily resolved for the highest good of all concerned. All is well, and I am safe. And I have my kids say this too. Like, I I have my kids memorize it for when they're going through something. So don't hesitate to pass this along if you have kids, okay? I am totally adequate for all situations. This helps you remember that you do have what it takes to get out of this, okay? I am in the process of positive change. Again, this brings you back to being positive, being grateful for this situation. And the next one is each problem has a solution. Again, it, it puts you out of like, this is a problem. I have to fix it. I have to fix it or I can't fix it into like, okay, there is a solution. I'm going to look for it. And I found the book. <laughs> it's called How to Stand Up for Yourself and Still Win the Respect of Others. And it's called Assertiveness. And I'm going to make sure that Leslie puts it in there. And it is by, oh my gosh, who is it? Something Murphy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure Leslie will find it and give it to you guys. But the, she has an amazing, like so many affirmations so you can gain confidence, so you can get start being more positive. Those are amazing. Grounding, grounding through nature. Take your, your shoes off. We're so used to working from home and being in front of a computer. Take your shoes off, go outside, let the sun, like the rays of, of the sun, that energy soak into every cell in your body. Go in and touch the trees, the plants, let them ground you and bring you back to the present. Okay. Going into gratitude mode requires you to think. (laughs) And some questions that you can ask yourself are, how is this perfect for me? And I know your brain is going to fight this one. (laughs) No, this is not perfect for me. There's nothing. I I heard my clients say that. I know. I know. My clients fight me on this one. There is nothing good about this. There is nothing good about my husband, my ex-husband doing this to me. There is nothing good about me losing my job, about getting in a a car accident. There's nothing good. Well, if you keep asking yourself, if you overpass the brain and that the, the natural instinct to just be in the victim mentality and the negativity, because I know that's if you struggle getting out of negativity and into gratitude, it probably means that that's your safety zone, your comfort zone. And I get it. I, I suffer from depression. So yeah, that's where I go to. PD parties of one. <laughs> okay. So I know. So how is this perfect for me? And at first your brain might fight you on that. Just keep asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not perfect. I get it. But What if it was perfect? Okay. How is this working for me? How is this happening to me? How is me not having a successful business? How is me going through divorce perfect for me? Does this mean that everything is working for me? Well, okay. I guess if I could if it was working for me, it would mean that there's something bigger for me, that there's someone better for me, that there's a better job for me. Like it it gets you out of the victim mentality, out of being, being negative and into a higher perspective. Another thing is, how is this me being and then the positive, right? So if you're struggling with being the scarcity mentality, I don't have enough, I'm not good enough, right? If you're in that mentality, then how is this evidence that you do have enough, that you are enough, that you are good enough, that you are worthy? Think of the the opposite of what you're thinking, okay? So what this does, it allows you to go, it sends the brain a signal to go search for evidence for this thought. And when you are going and searching for evidence, every time you search for evidence, you're reinforcing this belief. You're watering this little thought that you just planted and it's creating little roots. And it actually, if you watch a brain thinking a new thought and rethinking and rethinking and looking for evidence, it really does look like like roots growing in your brain. It is so cool. There's a YouTube video somewhere out there where it shows like the actual reaction of, of your brain when you have a new thought and what it looks like. It's so cool. So the more you think and feed this thought, the more, the stronger the connection to that thought will be and the more true it'll become for you. Those are some things that help that you can start practicing every day to incorporate. Again, pick one, of the things I just said, and there's so many others that I can give you and I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop. But yeah, just pick one and start practicing it every day or whenever you're feeling negative or you're going into this scarcity mode, because the more you focus, what you put your focus on, gross. So if you're putting all your focus on being negative, on thinking that this is not working, guess what? That's what you're going to get. <laughs> more
0: of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that. And, and I I really feel like what you express now is really kind of answered my second question, because I think it was really kind of like a kind of they were similar question. So I want to move on to one that I know will be really helpful, I think, for our listeners around expressing gratitude toward other people. Because again, we can get into that place where If we're not feeling so good, we're on that negative vibe, we're on that low vibe, Mm -hmm. that vibration, expressing, especially if something's not going well in our lives, it's going to be really hard to express gratitude towards others. So how would you, or how do you approach this, whether it's through your clients or personally, how you approach expressing gratitude toward other people in a meaningful way? And what are some creative or thoughtful ways you found to show that appreciation and foster deeper connections? Ooh, I love that because this goes right up my alley because I'm a relationship life coach.
1: And what really changed my marriage was doing just this. Instead of looking at all the things that my husband wasn't doing, instead of looking at all the unchecked boxes of all the to-dos that I gave him throughout the 17 years that we were married, right? Right. Or together, combined, you know. So instead of looking at it, because that's all I did, and every time something would happen in our relationship, I would bring them all up again. From 20 years ago, I mean, come on, guys. Who else does this, right? We store up all the things that they did in the past or all the things they didn't do for years. You know what? I stored up my husband going to buy a car without me. He just said, we need a car. He went and bought it. He didn't ask me why, how, which car I liked, what was convenient for me, nothing. He just went and did it on his own. And for years, I resented him for that because I was like, you didn't ask me for this. So years later, I realized, oh my gosh, instead of being grateful that he went and took care of that while I just had a brand new baby and I was depressed and going through the baby blues and all that. Instead of being grateful that, oh my gosh, he took care of one thing for me. I chose for years and years to look at it as a negative experience, as a way to prove to me that he wasn't a good husband, that he didn't care for me, that he didn't value me. Nothing changed out of what happened other than my perspective years later. And I realized I want to choose to see things differently. So that's what I would teach you guys, what I would share with you guys that really can help and has helped my clients. We don't want to change other people because we can't. Then that's not really unconditional love. And that's not being in an honest relationship. So how we can start appreciating people and being grateful for them. So then we can have deeper connection with them is by looking for ways that they are already doing all the things we want them to do. For example, I wanted my husband to be a better father. So I was like, okay, How can I be grateful for what he's already doing without me telling him anything, without wanting him to change? And I started observing his actions. You can even ask them, like, how are you doing this already? And the reason why I want you to start observing and asking and being curious is because when you start seeing what they're doing already, you can start being more appreciative of them. You can start valuing them for who they really are instead of trying to cover that with your expectations and your list of things and your way of doing things. When you remove that, you can start seeing and appreciating people for who who they are and start seeing how they want to love you, how they want to be in a relationship with you, how they act and why they act. You can ask them, why is it that you don't do this? Why is it that you do that? I've asked my husband, like what makes you a good father? What do you do so then so to be a good father and he'll tell me like, "Oh, I say yes to whatever my daughter asks me." I'm like, "Okay." That's how he says, I am a good father. Or I help out with chores for my son who's working. That's how he shows that they love. And so when I hear him say that, then I know I can be more appreciative of the little things that he does. And I can say it to him, say it like, I love that you do that for them. Instead of trying to change it, instead of being like, Cause in my opinion, you don't do things for your kids, <laughs> but that's me. That's not him. So if I'm not trying to change him, I appreciate him and what he does. So listen to understand, not to be understood. So when you're communicating, when you're talking to your spouse or your significant other or your children or whoever you want to have deeper connection, I, I want you to listen to understand them. Not so you can be heard, seen, and validated. That's your job, not theirs. And so when you really listen and you're curious about why they do what they do, then you will be able to appreciate them for who they are. And you can ask them, what is what is your love language? like. What, what is the list of manual? Like, what is your, the list of things that you have that say, I love you? Because when you see that list, you can pick, you can choose. I don't believe that you should do it. I think that you can choose to speak other people's love language, but because you want to not because you have to. Okay. So you can ask them, Hey, what is the list of things that you have for me? So then you can feel loved, so then you can feel valued, so then you can feel good enough, so then you can feel whatever it is, right? Filling the blank. And then you can choose to do one of those things for them. And I think that is how you show appreciation for others when you speak their language. That's why I wanted to to say that. This is what fosters that deep connection because. I speak Spanish; my, that's my native language. So, English—I grew up speaking it. But things hit me different when I hear them in Spanish. Like the music in Spanish just oh, hits my heart; it makes me move and dance, and just like it—it it does things that English doesn't do for me. So, I'm sharing this so you would under so you can understand that when you speak, when you show appreciation for the other person by speaking their love language, it'll hit them different. It'll it'll go straight to their heart. And again, you don't have to do it. And if they get mad at you because you don't speak their love language, that's their job to process those emotions, okay? I want you to choose, empower yourself by choosing to, to show gratitude by speaking their love language, because you want connection. because you want to feel love. You want that. You want that
0: relationship to be the best thing in your life. Not because of them, but because you want it. Yeah. And I wanted to segue into this next question. because I think it really could help, you know, from the opposite side to that. Again, gratitude is a choice. Speaking someone else's love language is a choice. But What encouragement or advice or encouragement would you give to someone who might be finding it either their challenge, finding it challenging to find things to be grateful for in their relationship, as an example, or might even feel resistance towards embracing gratitude? Because you know, I've I've even worked with clients who, when I've said to embrace gratitude, they were confused a little bit in the beginning because gratitude to them, even though they understood being grateful about something, it was as a concept or as an idea to embrace. It took a little bit of work. And once they Mm -hmm. understood it and they started doing the work, they were like, oh, now I understand because with that comes these, all of these emotions, all of these, all of this joy, all of this, this love, you know, this, this lifestyle, this deeper connection with my loved ones. So what would you do to encourage whether, you know, whether it's in your family or it's clients? If someone is finding it challenging to be grateful or they're being resistant to it, what would you say?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And for me, what has helped and what I work through with my clients is to, first of all, I want to say there's nothing wrong with you and you don't need fixing. I'm just going to say it, and maybe you need to say that to yourself, right? There's nothing wrong with me, and I don't need fixing. Just because you're being resistant to it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you and that you need fixing, okay? That, first of all, because it's just maybe sometimes hearing that and telling ourselves that, that alone can lower the barrier, can just... Put the guard down, right? That alone, just validating our current state can help us so much. Okay. And into moving forward into gratitude. Okay. That's the first thing. Then I want you to first start with your body. Like, when was the last time you hugged yourself? Like, really felt your arms and you, and, and embrace yourself. Start with your body because that allows you to start with you. Start being grateful for your body. Your body, your heart pumps without you telling it to pump. Your lungs breathe in and out without you telling them what to do. Your stomach processes food for you and, and gives you energy without you telling it what to do. You have legs, arms, right? You have a body that is taking you through this life without you telling it what to do, right? I mean, unless you go exercise and you're like telling your body the whole time, okay, go, keep going, keep going, right? <laughs> or you're running a marathon. Like I when I was like the last three miles, I had to talk to my body and tell it, hey, come on, let's go. You got this. Keep going. I know it hurts, right? But I want you to start with your body in order for you to to get out. So first acknowledge that where you're at is okay. There's nothing wrong. Then start small, start with your body. Like, what are you grateful for? Take a deep breath and and notice, oh my gosh, I'm grateful for my breath right now. I'm breathing. Okay. Notice every part of your body and thank your body, every part. Just walk, like scan your body and thank your body, hug yourself. Like. That can help you shift and it might not work all the time. It might not last forever, right? It might last a few minutes and then you're going to get back into (laughs) the resistance and the negativity. I get it. I've been there and that's okay too, okay? Your way is is perfect just for you, okay? Okay. That's one way. Another thing that helps my clients is writing a letter to yourself. And I love working with the relationship you have with yourself in order to start being more grateful and and seeing things in a different way. I always like to start with yourself because <laughs> then you can do that with others and other things, right? So one thing I have my clients do is write a letter to your past self. And you can start it by saying, dear Elisa or dear and put your name, right? And then you can start by just because we're trying to get rid of resistance and anger, right? And frustration. We want to get it all out. Again, this is part of the brain dump. This is another part of like brain dumping. And so we're going to do, I am angry because, and then you can write all the things that you're angry about your past, right? This is an opportunity to get it all out. Just don't judge it. Just whatever comes up. The next thing, the next prompt you can do is I am sad because I am sad because we missed out on this opportunity. I am sad because I am having to pay for your consequences, your choices, right? Like whatever it is, write it down. Is, again, we're brain dumping, we're getting all the crap out so then we can elevate our energy, elevate ourselves. I wish. What do you wish for your past? And this is, again, an opportunity for you to get it all out and and be seen, be heard by yourself, be validated by you, the, the person that matters the most. Okay. And then I am sorry that I am sorry that you had to go through that. I am sorry that nobody was there for you. I am sorry that you don't have the support you need. I am sorry that this happened to you. And then into the gratitude, into elevating, okay? Ready? The next one is, I love you because this is where you get to write about all the characteristics and strengths your past has taught you because she's the warrior. She is the one that went through all the sh- <laughs> to get you here. <laughs> so this is where you get to tell her, I love you because of you. I learned this. I learned to be persistent. I learned how strong I am. I learned how to be resourceful. I learned what I want and what I don't want in a relationship. I learned what I don't want in a job. I learned what not to do. (laughs) Like this is where you get to tell her why you love her. This is where you are unconsciously going into gratitude mode. This is where your vibration is going up as you are writing, it is beautiful. And the last prompt is, I am thankful for, what are you thankful for that your past self taught you? And I teach my clients and I did a workshop not too long ago on how to use your past self as a way to show you step-by-step how to figure things out today. Because, I guarantee that in the past, you have been able to go through really hard things. You have been able to come up with solutions right away. So if you tap into your past self and you thank her for it, you'll be able to know, Oh my gosh, I did this, this and this. I first reached out and then I prayed. Then I had to be really strong. I had to be persistent. Okay. So I can apply those things to what I'm going through now. Oh my gosh. I just have a step by step guide to how to overcome something difficult every single time, but we rarely go back in the past to look for evidence that things are working, that we have all the tools we need, that we have done hard things before. Clients always fight me. No, but this is different. (laughs) And I'm like, how is it different? Like, okay, if you think it's different, fine. But how is this the same? How is this the same as that? And how did you overcome that? (gasps) Well, I had to do all these things. And I'm like, are you doing those now? No. Okay. Why don't you try them now to see if they work because they worked for you in the past. But this is an opportunity for you to start being thankful for all the things you did. You can't be grateful for things outside of you or in other people if you cannot be grateful for what you have gone through, for what you have endured, for what you have accomplished. If you cannot celebrate yourself, you can't celebrate life and you can't celebrate others. And then that's why we have the relationships we have. That's why we have the bank accounts we have, because we don't know how to be thankful for what we have accomplished, for who we are, for how
0: amazing we are, and all the things we have done. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I really feel like you've just poured into the listeners uh, really powerfully, and Thank I know you. that. Yeah. And I, I love what you do, because I think it's important. I love the whole part, like the relationship part and going back and especially like the letter, like, you know, I, I'm the same as you. I really feel like there's clues in our past that can tell us who we are being today. But again, like you were saying, most people won't revisit that. But when you do find the time or if you intentionally take the time to do that, you will find things in your past, not only the things that you think are all of the bad things, but there's always also going to be things that that you can look at that can encourage you. So I really love that. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise because I really, really love what you do. I admire the work that you're doing and I know that you are helping so many people, you know, especially with the relationships with themselves, because that teaches them how when they learn how to love themselves, that's when they can really teach others how to love them, but it also teaches them how to love others. So I really love that. So so thank you so much for coming on today.
1: You're welcome. It was a pleasure. I am so happy that we got together and that we do our lives every week because it's it's been amazing. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah. And to our listeners, if you'd like to work with Elisa, maybe learning to let go of your own limiting beliefs, negative thought patterns, maybe you've got emotional baggage that you haven't been able to let go of so that you can be successful, not only professionally, but in your personal life without sabotaging everything. Be sure to check the show notes. I'll make sure that I put everything in there, uh, the show notes. And maybe if there's some extras, you know, if she did have uh, a step-by-step, if she's willing to share that step-by-step, I'll be able to put that in the show notes as well. Ooh. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic week ahead. And until next time, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time.
1: Electrocast, transform your influence. Electrocast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production.